0: This week on the Tech On Tap podcast, we say goodbye to Berlin for the last time as we recap insight with the NetApp A team. Welcome to the Tech On Tap podcast
1: with Justin Parisi and Sully the Monster. Hello, NetApp. Oh, yeah.
0: Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm all alone this week, and we're going to talk about Insight Berlin. That's right. We just got done with Insight Berlin 2017. It was our last Insight in Berlin. Next year, we'll be in Barcelona. And what we did was we got the NetApp A team to talk to us and uh, give us their thoughts about the the show itself, as well as what they thought about the keynotes and the general speakers. Um, So without further ado, uh, here it is. We are standing here at the social media hub at NetApp Insight 2017. Uh, this is the last day. Uh, we've stopped doing the daily recaps. We now do a weekly recap because that is way easier on me. Um, and it's all about me, uh, as stringy is nodding his head knowingly. Uh, so I've got a bunch of the NetApp A team around here. Uh, we've also got Keith Norby for some reason. Hey, hi, Keith. Hi. Hi. Uh, we're going to talk. <laughs> you what? I'm out of the alphabet. He's out, yeah, he's out of the alphabet. Okay, so uh, we're going to go around and just kind of give introductions so that you know who is talking. Uh, And we'll give our names, uh, what we do, and our Twitter handles. So we'll start over here. To my left, Yasin.
2: Because uh, probably I have the most weird name, right? Uh, So my name is Yasin. I'm a storage architect out of Eastern Europe. And uh, my Twitter handle is the same. Uh, Just to replace the I with the one. So uh, I spent... Most of my week uh, learning storage grid uh, because so it seems that uh, in the past year uh, object storage as a request is uh, coming up more and more in my daily discussions. So I wanted I wanted to make sure that uh, I can uh, I can discuss it with with uh, on my own. So that's why I, that's what I went from. All right, thank you, Yassin. Uh Next up, uh,
0: Jason. Yasin uh, <laughs> Benedicic. So hi, Yasin
3: Hi, it's Jason Benedicic. I'm a principal consultant from ANS in the UK, um,
0: and you can find me on Twitter at, at JA Benedicic. All right, so uh, Yasin, um, what brought you to NetApp Insight? Uh, what, what sort of things made you most interested in coming?
3: Um, so, this time it's my first time around hosting some panels, um, so we did some Ask the a 18 panel sessions, and uh, that was a really, really good new experience for me. Um, get a lot of audience participation. Um, and then a number of the uh, new announcements and the general sessions are always a great experience here.
0: All right, thank you, Yasin. Um, <laughs> let's see who this guy is. Um, all right, you're just going to have to tell everybody. Uh, so, what's your name?
4: Good morning, Justin. It's Rory McBride here from ROECS in the UK. All right, and Rory, uh, how do we find you on Twitter? You find me at McBride underscore Rory. I will not spell it because people still get it wrong.
0: Yeah, we don't want to waste enough all that time spelling things because that, that would just take too long. So um, what was
4: uh, the thing that interested you most about NetApp Insight this year? Um, HCI, you know, it is the, the new hotness. Um, so, yeah, I uh, did quite a bit in Vegas and wanted to get a recap before um, we get one in a couple of weeks. All
0: right. Next up, uh, the Joel K. uh, Joel Kaufman. Hi, Joel. Tell us what you do at NetApp and, uh, again, how to find you on Twitter.
5: Sure. Director of Technical Marketing covering a whole bunch of different areas, virtualization, data protection, open ecosystems and DevOps. A lot of good stuff.
0: And uh, we can find you at the Joel K. on Twitter. So um,
5: you did a session with uh, one of our own, Stephen Cortez. How did that all go? I think it went really, really well. Um, The thing that's been surprising me out here is that for all the wonderful talk of cloud and hybrid cloud, it's astonishing how many customers and how many partners are still dealing with just that first stage of virtualization and local plant inside of their customer environments. And the popularity is... I mean, our sessions were absolutely packed for the entire virtualization track. So there's there's still a lot of life in that uh, in that model moving forward, even though we see where things are heading eventually.
0: Well, and to be honest, there's not a ton of space here in Europe. So you got to you got to virtualize stuff, and not just have a
5: footprint of hardware everywhere, right? Oh, absolutely. But I mean, when you know, if we look future forward into where we're moving towards hybrid cloud, people it's astonishing how many people still don't have that journey figured out. So they're still trying to optimize that virtualized environment on premises right now before they even get out to that future thing. So I was, I was surprised at, at how popular it, it, it beat, beat my expectations for how popular these sessions were based on that.
0: Yeah. And a lot of the reason why people haven't figured out the cloud story is GDPR and the regulations and that sort of thing. It's tough in this country. In, to talk a little bit more about that,
6: let's talk to this next gentleman here. Matt Watts, hi. Uh, tell us what you do at NetApp and uh, how to find you on Twitter. So I'm the Director of Technology and Strategy for NetApp in EMEA and on Twitter at MTJWatts. And you
0: have some expertise in the arena of GDPR, I would imagine, right? <laughs>
6: I think we there's only one person who really has the expertise. That's Sheila Fitzpatrick. But I'm aware of the topic and, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of impending and, and it's really fascinating because... If I kind of look at a lot of organizations, some are dealing with it, some are on top of it. But I think the reality is is it's kind of falling between the cracks. You've kind of got the IT team who are saying this is a business problem because it's their data. You've got the business team saying this is an IT problem because they build the infrastructures to store the data. And I think there's an awful lot of companies out there who are just kind of flip-flopping this backwards and forwards. And May is coming, and it's coming really, really fast. Um, It's not a Y2K, right? But we're going to get there and i think suddenly there's going to be a realization that we've got to do something even if that is just having a plan but i think a lot of people don't even have a plan right now good well that's well said so when i said expertise i meant you weren't american so
0: (laughs) (laughs) because anyone that's not american knows way more about gdpr (laughs) than we do all right so uh next up um paul Stringfellow, uh tell us what you've been doing here at end up insight and how to
7: find you and what you do Uh, I am Paul Stringfellow, Technical Director of Garden Systems uh, and Data Management Consultancy Business in the UK. Uh, You can find me at TechStringy on the Twitters uh, and TechStringy.com for websiteing and podcasting and the like. And what have I been doing here? So uh, I've had fun, being a guest host of pop up tech talks. So talking to a whole bunch of uh, real interesting people, sharing their enthusiasm for what they've been doing here at Insight. Uh, the the date, you know, the topic, the general topic of data. Lots of people are excited about the uh, NetApp HCI platform that's, uh, that's been announced. What well, was announced at Vegas and, and more information on it here. Um, yeah, and a, and a whole bunch of stuff around the, the whole data market. You know, that, that, that's the reason I'm here. You know, date, the, the whole thing's about data and seeing how NetApp are changing the way they approach data as a topic and the, the importance of data so um, myself and Matt actually we were talking with a customer a little bit earlier about some of the work they do um, that the end goal of what they do literally saves lives and the part that data and technology play in that and for me you know that's that's where stuff like this really starts to you know capture the imagination and and finding out how we go from just worrying about storing stuff to doing stuff that's really valuable with data. You know, that's, uh, that, that's a fascinating topic, and, you know, and I think that's been really well covered here this week. So in the, uh, in the States, we actually have
0: weathermen that go out to these sites of storms and hurricanes, and what we make them do, because we're trying to haze them, is they stand out in the middle of the storms, and they're being blown about with their raincoats on, and they're trying to talk over the
7: wind. Did you feel like pop-up tech talks was like that for you? Uh, it, it was a little like that to start with, but, but in the end, until um, some guy came on towards the end eating his dessert uh, while we were trying to do an interview, uh, which made my life real difficult. And if you see that guy, Justin, um, you, you just give him a kicking for me. That'd be great. That guy sounds like a real jerk, but um, I'll, try to, I'll try to help you out. Um, who was your favorite interview of the Tech Talks? yeah it was the guy who uh the guy who ate the dessert he he was great so you can look out for that one but no the, the pop protector has been real good and i think it was what was really fascinating and you know something NetApp should be pretty proud of i think was the amount of customer and partner attendees who wanted to come and share their experience and their enthusiasm for their topic so you know and that was data management it was cloud lots of guys went to talk about hci uh, you know and I, and I think that that speaks volumes for the event that that people wanted to come and share that that excitement and enthusiasm and were happy to have me ask them stupid questions. Um, and, and obviously the big question for everybody was, curry Vest or breakfast. Yeah, that's, that is the question of the week, I would imagine. So, yes. all
0: right, Keith Norby is here as well. Uh, Keith Norby, tell us what you do here at NetApp and how to reach you on Twitter.
1: Well, I've been described as the Alliance Matrix Manager for Next Generation Data Center. I don't know if that makes me the architect, because then the problem is the choice, of course. So you're in the matrix. <laughs> well... Again, I didn't describe it that way, but that's what someone said. In all reality, I do uh, alliance development for SolidFire and the Next Generation Data Center business unit for our overall alliance's team and the business unit. So at the show here, it's a lot around the stuff we do with VMware, say with the HCI platform, how we render that also on Cisco with Flexbot SF and other platforms. <laughs>
0: So you're uh, pretty much in charge of the you know, Next Generation Data Center, along with some other people, uh, you know, getting that message out. So how have you found the message to be resonating here at Insight EMEA? And what are some of the questions that people are asking about it?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, our fitness world is, uh, I think, was best rendered by Dave Hitz on stage talking about the three uh, imperative conversations with customers. And the Next Generation Data Center is almost like the, the training wheels for AWS, it's, it's getting the characteristics of why people go to a public cloud and getting that on-premises. Not on-premise, but on-premises. Wait, wait, wait. Is that with an S? That was with the S. <laughs> so we, um, we're, uh, like I was doing a, a track here about VMware Private Cloud, and it's it, it kind of abstracting the differences between a highly virtualized environment and what an on-prem private cloud is, whether that's a VMware or a Red Hat thing, and what are the characteristics of that. And then the questions we get back from everybody is, well, how do I take that first step? Like with DevOps as an example, people will say, well, geez, that sounds so 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 nebulous. I'm not sure where to start. In the reality, we're trying to bring forward uh, new and more specific use cases to do really simple things like configuration management, and then we could tie you know alliances like with our Puppet Alliance or Red Hat with Ansible into easy ways for them to start into. A DevOps mindset, or getting more agile with how they operate for developers or application people. So, so those are just some of the threads and tenants, But you know, it's not just about the products. That's some of the first level things that people see: is hey, we have an HCI product, we have a FlexPod SF product, we have AFA nodes. And what uh, what ultimately matters? Why people come to Insight, why people go to VMWorld and, and Red Hat Summit and AWS Reinvent is because they want all these things to become something in their VMware or open source environment uh, to help benefit the business in a certain way. And so we try, we try to tie those things in, uh, in ways that matter. And so at the show here, one of the more interesting things that we did, I thought, was taking uh, some of the people that spoke different foreign languages, you know, French, Swedish, Dutch, German, et cetera, having them speak in native languages as a general walk around for the HCI platform, just as an example. And that's where you start to get more of the message you know, globalized rather than just something we do in the US.
0: Alright, excellent. Uh, last but not least, um, Prez Blah, Blah is here. Uh, so, Atanas Prezdarov from... I said that right, didn't I? Yeah. Finally. Uh, he's here from Interroot. Uh, and Atanas, if you could tell everybody what you do at Interroot and your Twitter handle.
8: Uh, I'm an architect, infrastructure architect at Interroot. Um, yeah, I'm Blah, blah blah, and you can find me at on Twitter. So um, you were mentioning to me that you're using, uh, or you're looking at using
0: ONTAP Select in some areas. How are you looking to look, to leverage ONTAP Select and in Interroot?
8: Oh, we already know, you probably already know that we do public cloud as well. Maybe not as popular as the, the big names, but we do it so. We want, we're want we looking forward to actually allow our customers to use ONTAP Select on our cloud, to allow them to interact with their on-premises infrastructure in a way they're used to. So they can move data between our cloud and their own infrastructure or just do it like us, automate it. Okay. So next, uh, we're going to talk about the keynote um, or the
0: several keynotes or the general sessions in general. Uh, what things that did you hear at the general session? What messages resonated the best with you or what was your favorite part of the general
6: sessions? Who wants to
0: take that one first?
6: Uh, Matt Watts. There were two things that really stood out for me. I think Adam Stelzner, the keynote guy, was just phenomenal. You know, and it was a really kind of personal story. He was the guy who was responsible for the team that landed the Curiosity rover on Mars. And he talked all about kind of what that meant and why it happened. And I just love that thing of curiosity. It's the people who remain curious. Um, can solve incredible challenges and achieve incredible things. And I took that away as a really powerful thing. And the second thing was when we did the general session with Joel Reich and we had kind of modernized next generation harness the power of the hybrid cloud, which are the three imperatives that we're going to market with. I think everyone was impressed with modernize and the stuff we're doing there. Everyone was very impressed with what we're doing around next generation. But I had three meetings in the, the EBC here afterwards and every single one of them said we had no idea how much you guys were able to achieve in the cloud. And that just kind of says to me that, that that's an area of our business that we've done so much work around and we've got so much more work to do to show people just how much we can help them as we move into this kind of hybrid cloud world. So that's a good good problem for us to have, but um, it was a, a strong point. So uh, Matt, you're considered a storyteller.
0: Um, given that we have this this notion of hybrid cloud and that we're not really, people don't really know the, the uh, things that we can do with it. What are your plans to help tell that story a little better in the future?
6: So I think it's about making it personal. You know, I think once you start showing people how their personal lives are changing, then people start to recognize that we need to reflect that into the way that we work and to the way that we do things in business. You know, I, I, when we talk about modernised, next generation and hybrid cloud, the one thing I think, I'm an audiophile, right? I like to build a stereo system. So I've just replaced my stereo at home, and it's my home cinema. And for my home cinema, I want the best system you can get. I want five speakers, I want the volume cranked up. When there's an explosion on the TV, I want my teeth to rattle, I want the cat to jump off the sofa. For me, that is a workload that benefits from a kind of a best-of-breed infrastructure. My kitchen and my dining room, I've got Sonos. I've got a next-generation approach. I don't care so much about the actual product, the components itself. It's very, very good, and it runs a variety of workloads, but it doesn't require me to set it up, to configure it, to cable it, to do all of those things. And then you think about cloud. I don't remember the last time I used my iTunes library. All of that is effectively a fabric, and I stream Spotify to it, RDO to it. And that, for me, is how we can think about modernized next-generation and hybrid cloud and how companies need to be thinking about it. It's a good reflection of how do you link those two things together, and that, that kind of works for me. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, you use these applications and you do these things in your home and you don't really think about the implications that you're, you're, you're taking there. Like you're actually using hybrid cloud, you're using public clouds. You never really consider it. And then when you start to put it in context, people are like, oh, yeah, I understand that. So it is good to personalize it with things that people are using and they're used to. Um, we're going go to go next to this audio file here, Rory McBride. So, the reason why I call him an audio file is because he's got this really cool little thing he got from Intel. Uh, it's, a, it's a speaker that looks like a fauna. Uh, what uh, was it? Uh, it? The fauna. Phonogram? Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: Are you laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah,
0: so you can, you can plug here. your phone into it. It's very low tech. Um, <laughs> it's hard to describe. Yeah. It's made of rubber. Uh, so, Rory, what sort of things at the general sessions or the keynote
4: stood out the most to you oh there was some great announcements uh, and some little technologies that slipped in Um, over to my left I can see Jeff Baxter who uh, brought a few bits uh, behind you uh, about uh, some of the new technologies one of them being PlexiStore uh, and some of the magic that it's gonna to bring to to the flash space. Um, he talks about storage class memory, NVMe, which is you know things that people are wanting to know about where NetApp are advancing in that space. But then there was a lot around you know, the cloud side of things, the so cloud orchestrator as well, the, the recent acquisition of, uh, is it CloudQ from Iceland? Green Cloud. Green cloud. Yeah, you know they, they've got some great technology.
0: You know, we talked to, you, know you talked about the Plexistore stuff um, and the, the storage class memory and the NVMe. We've got some really cool stuff coming out with that. Um, if, if he wants to talk about NVMe, you know, Jeff Baxter's over here. Yeah. So, so, Jeff, just to show that I, everyone that I'm actually doing work here, um, let's just talk to you for a second. So, uh, Rory brought up the point about Plexistore and NVMe. Let's expand upon that since you were on the stage talking about it and just kind of give the elevator pitch for that for our listeners. For the Plexistore piece and everything like that? Yeah, the NVMe, Plexistore, that sort of thing.
9: So I guess the the elevator pitch for the plexi store technology and everything is that uh, these new types of storage class memory, the 3D crosspoint, the NVDMs, all that other stuff—they're going to be such an order of magnitude faster, both on the overall performance and on the latency. That once you get even out a small couple millimeter, a couple meters of a cable at the back end, you're going to destroy the latency, right? So putting uh, enterprise caliber data management in there, snapshot clones, all the things. You know, Joe Cariddano is in love with dot snapshot directories, right? So <laughs> having. Um, having that sort of stuff on the host and then being able to tear data out the back end to an AFF system, it's, it's pretty much as simple as that, right? And then NVMe is just a better way of attaching media, right? More parallel, lower latency, and then moving it out over Fabrics is just the next generation of that. So, I mean, that's the really short elevator pitch. So, you
0: mentioned NVMe over Fabrics. What sort of awesome, new, creative things can we do with that or that we've been able to, that we've already announced? I'm sorry, I was distracted by Matt Watts making faces at me. Can you repeat the question? So, is he making eyes? Um, yes. It, you know, I get lost in his eyes, too. I get um, yeah. So, uh, NVMe over Fabric, there are some pretty cool things coming down the pipe yep. for that. Is there anything that you can divulge that has already been publicly announced or that things that we can kind of hint at for that?
9: Yeah, so, I mean, we've already said that NVMe over Fabric we're, we're executing on, right? We don't do... You know, it's coming on this in this date, but we have it working for Fibre Channel in the lab right now. Right, it's not an ONTAP 9.3, but it's working in the lab. So if it continues to go the way we're going, it's it's a very good candidate for the next ONTAP release. Um, Following on from that, we're definitely interested on the Ethernet side. It's looking like Rocky is probably the converged Ethernet of choice there, and that probably won't be in the next version of ONTAP, which would be something like 9.4. Right, but. it's looking good after that, right? And, and we'll round it out. There's NVMe over TCP, TCP kind of fighting its way through the standards body, so that's something we're looking at, as well as NFS over RDMA. So all of, this stuff, all of this stuff, you know, not in 9.3, but coming very shortly after or maybe the release after that. So it's not like a five-year plan. It's more like a six-month to 18-month plan for most of these things with the lawyers are requiring, I say, everything is subject to change and may slip and so on and so forth. But it's, a lot of that is already working in the lab. Yeah, and, you know,
0: with the new cadence, the six-month cadence for every release, we're going to get this stuff faster and faster. So, you know, I expect that out in the near future. Um, so thank you very much for stopping by and telling no us about stuff, Jeff.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Okay, so uh, who, who wants to be next to talk about what they heard at the – oh, Stringy, you. I knew it was you. All right, Stringy,
7: general session, keynote, what stood out to you? So for me, I think it was the – you know, we started this when we talked earlier on about the idea of data and data being the focus as well as some of the other guys said there's been some really interesting product announcements kind of slipped in under the radar almost some of them but i think the idea that you can see netapp who as a have been traditionally a storage company not really talking about storing stuff anymore they are talking very much about taking data do, moving it around exploiting it taking advantage of it being able to do interesting things with it and i think that focus on what it is you're trying to achieve at the back end of all of this is what will drive the technology not a conversation about the technology itself and why we should go and implement something you know why why we should implement on tap 9.3 this is much more about what is that allowing us to do you know focus on the end goal of that And, and a bit of selfless promotion here so and why not i learned it all from you um was that while I've been here, I've been doing some uh, tech interviews podcasts, uh, and we've done three this week where I've grabbed people as they've just come straight out of the general sessions just to get their view on what was going on. Actually, that was one of the things that resonated the most with them was this focus on end result and how data is... You know, we, we've got the, uh, the board up here about changing the world with data and how that focus actually means quite a lot to quite a lot of people, and they've been really enthused by this idea that we can do really amazing things with technology if we learn how to take advantage of it and learn how to make the most out of all that raw information that we get. So, so I think for me, that, that focus on data has been been fascinating.
1: All right. Keith Norby, yes. general session, keynote. What Some thoughts. Well, first off, we sort of shot the Dave Wright surprise in Vegas, so that didn't come over here. Uh, no, no need to announce Dave Wright coming back officially from sabbatical, but it's always great to see him. Uh, in, in Berlin, specifically, the two things I think were great, obviously, are uh, Adam Carter and Danberg on stage, uh, t- walking people through what an HCI deployment looks like. And shocking, it's not. It doesn't end up in a storage thing. It ends up in a vCenter console, and having some things they didn't even t- get into, which are things like vCenter uh, vRealize orchestration, uh, and some of the other tool sets that we have, like Puppet, uh, Ansible, PowerShell. You know, ways that people can completely live out of the storage UI, out of the infrastructure UI, to build VMs with agility. I, th- I thought the um, the talk track and the demo just articulated very well um, You know how much simplicity they're trying to deliver with, with yet still having a lot of technical functions that the VMs can, can have native to, uh, to building VMs. And then the second thing that I thought was interesting was uh, Alex Vollner having the service providers on stage. Uh, we had the reception last night for a lot of the SolidFire service providers that um, have really become the foundation of how SolidFire got its start out of Rackspace into the service provider community, we see interroot over here, uh they're one of the founding fathers of our service provider business, along with one in one. Uh Caliga wasn't there, they're one of them as well. Uh but so seeing them on stage um you know talking through what are the tenets of success that NetApp delivers not just with Solidfire but overall, I think it was very impressive and a lot of times very understated.
0: So you mentioned about HCI and, and the, you know, talking about virtualization, and really what you guys have been doing is shifting the conversation away from this concept of you know, how, much, how many gigabytes, how many terabytes do I need to what's it going to solve? How is it going to solve my problem? And that's kind of evolved into this next generation HCI conversation. <coughs> so how is that resonating with people you've talked to? You know, what are they saying about HCI, and you know, are they accepting that this is truly HCI, or are they just kind of still pushing back a little bit on that?
1: Well, you're always going to have a socket of people that just are purists on whatever they want to believe a definition is or is not. Uh, I just respond back saying, well, just call it something else. It doesn't matter to me personally whether you call it HCI or not. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of the analysts, like in our, in our earnings call yesterday, talked a lot. Like A couple of the major questions were about, well, where is the HCI market going? Are you forecasting your growth of the company around where HCI is going? And what the what the people uh, in Berlin here I think were telling us about the platform was it's more about what the platform does than what we call it, and it's it's super important to be tuned into what a VM builder wants out of a platform with as little as possible, and trying to get as clear to that as possible with as much exposed capabilities and functions, you know specific characteristic functions like a min max inverse and a policy setting is. You know, fundamentally different than how they built VMs in the past. And if you can then tie that in, <clears throat> like the example with the home audio, uh, I would take that a step further and say, you know, it's much more like the Harmony remote, where you have the home audio system, but nobody wants five different remotes. And if you want to program a multi, if you want to configure the traditional multifunction remote, it's slide the button here to turn this on, slide over here to this on. Yes, you have one remote, but you're configuring the crap out of it, and it's still not that easy to use. Whereas the Harmony remote we program in to watch TV. It does this function for the channel up and down button. It does this for the volume, et cetera, et cetera. So it's programmed once I watch TV. So you mentioned uh, Dave Wright. Um, is he going to make it into the next Solitaire Cards
0: game as a Dave Wright surprise?
1: <laughs> well, I can't predict the future on Cards Against Humanity. Uh, we certainly had a round of it last night with Dave Hitz and Andy Banta, of course, and uh, Jeremiah Dooley and Gabe Chapman, kind of the usual suspects. Uh, it's become the highest form of, of great relief from uh, what is sometimes a marathon uh, slog of these shows. And uh, it's, it's a good form of us just to kind of route some of our uh, deeply rooted sarcasm um, in, in the form of humor, both tech and non-tech. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think we're, we're constantly inspired by, you know, what level of uh, snark and sarcasm we can get to next, uh, especially if you can, you, can, you can sort of put a technical lens on that and, and route it out into something that actually is a... The jargon we speak here,
0: next generation snark. Oh, All right, that
1: sarcasm as a service. Sar- 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 sarcasm as a service. Yeah, I like that. SAS. Yeah. Te- technically, we would make fun of that acronym, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, yes,
1: <laughs> we are too. We'll make it an acronym, and then we'll make fun of the acronym.
0: All in the same card. Done already. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, who wants to go next? Jason Benedicich I'll pick you because you're wearing the podcast T-shirt, the official, unofficial. They actually got angry at me a little bit because I put a gopher on their shirt. They don't want the gopher to be the mascot, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, keynote, general session, your thoughts. So
3: I have some more generic thoughts around the the keynotes um, in that I've been attending Insight now for about seven years, um, since Athens, I think it is. And the way that you're um, telling the story now and the way that the that, that keynotes have um, transitioned Previously, we focused a lot on tech, a lot on specific products. Now it's all around solutions and customer feedback and good story. Um, I think that resonates a hell of a lot more with the customers and the partners here Um, because it's it's kind of an unbiased opinion. It's, you know, how do the technologies that we promote here make a real impact to life and, and other... Areas that we're all working in um, and, and hearing back from the service providers um, and obviously the NASA guy those those are really they resonate really well
0: okay excellent and uh, Yasinth um, you're an SC out of a unique area of Europe because they, they do things a little differently than other areas of Europe um, what sort of things resonated for you as it pertains to the area you have to deal with
2: um, yeah so, so interestingly um so the general sessions were fantastic this year but uh, but interestingly, what I see is that this year we we announced a, a ton of new products so so not not only we have a completely new product which we didn't do for for a very very long time now, but also if you look at the the whole NetApp portfolio uh, on top uh, element uh, storage grid centricity. In almost all of the products, we have new releases, new features, which are, you know, my customers and my partners are excited about. So I, I can't wait uh, to see next, week, next year uh, what we are, you know, what we are bringing and, and, and what we will talk about. All right. Excellent. So what sort of new uh, product or feature stood out to you the most? Um, so I still spend you know, most of my time in, uh, with, with ONTAP. So, so, so most importantly in, in ONTAP, we are, we are focusing on, on all flash faz obviously. And uh, the new uh, efficiency and, uh, and performance improvements in 9.3 are just just amazing. <laughs> yeah, some of those improvements include
0: the iSCSI parallelization. So you actually get better iSCSI performance. Uh, you get more optimizations out of waffle. So the the tagline I give is the up to 30% performance on certain workloads and specific platforms because you have to give disclaimers, right? So, all right, thanks, Jas- Um Atanas, keynote,
8: general session, which stood out to you the most? Uh, well, for me, the most important is, and we already know that, that data is being collected all over the place. We're collecting data right now. Yes, even now, so... And the, the key message for me was, data is already here. It's being collected, whether you like it or not. There is no avoiding that. So you better make a good use out of it. And by making good use out of it, not I don't mean anything mischievous. I mean, what they said is, what was that Walmart about the Pop-Tarts? Got Pop-Tarts? G- yeah. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Pop-Tarts?
0: I'm yeah. listening.
8: Yeah. Well, no. What is... What? What? Um, who, who was the speaker uh, the, the guy from the magazine said that they were keeping receipts at, or data about what was being purchased at Walmart and just running through that data they realised that people actually buy more pop, that's just before it rains doesn't make any sense does it? No but so what, 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 what the, the key takeaway for me was that you have the data, you never know where this aha moment will be for you you better keep that data handy and easily accessible and manageable, because you don't want to spend time and miss the moment by just trying to get to the data to realize to do what you have just realized in your aha idea. So next year, uh, Insight
0: will be at Berlin. Uh, sorry, not Berlin, Barcelona, Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. What will you miss most about being in Berlin now that we've been here what four years now? Uh, and what are you looking forward to
8: the most in Barcelona, Barcelona? for insight well the rain what I'm gonna miss in Barcelona hopefully I will miss in Barcelona is the rain and what I'm looking forward to in Barcelona is not raining all right, excellent answers.
4: Uh, Rory. I am looking forward to um, probably some new eateries. The, the food is a, little, it's a lot different in Spain. The weather be nicer, as uh, Atanas, I think, was trying to allude to. But uh, I've grown fond of Barca. Oh, sorry, of Berlin. See, forgot where I am already. Uh, Berlin over the last few years. Um, it's kind of starting to feel like a second home. Um, I think that's because of a lot of our friends and partners are here. But, um, yeah, I will probably not miss having to commute in on the train. Uh, I, the first two years here I can't remember how many times I got the wrong number and ended up on the wrong line um, but yeah it's, um, it's been fun here and looking forward to next year already alright excellent I, I agree
0: with you on the food paella and tapas yeah I'm looking forward to that Jacinth uh, what are you going to miss the most about Berlin what are you looking forward to in
8: Barcelona
2: all right. Um, so I have a couple of insights now, and uh, I think in in Berlin, uh, the best thing uh, which which works the best way here is the the public transport. It's just it's just amazing. If you have a if you have a hotel room which is close enough to the S-Bahn here in Berlin, then you will be here in the in the morning. No no problem. So I don't know how that will work out. Uh, I know I know the venue. I spent a couple of VM words in in Barcelona. Uh, we will see how the. Public transport works, so if we will do buses or whatever. We will see, but definitely food, food and the weather. So I will not miss the cold, and I will not, not miss the rain. Uh, Barcelona is much better for weather, and again, we are going south, so the food's supposed to be much, much better. All right, uh, Stringy, we're leaving Berlin. For
0: the, we're here at the final Berlin show. What will you miss most about Berlin, and what will you look forward to
7: the most for Barcelona? Uh, I like Berlin I think Berlin's uh, you know that kind of European architecture and, and east-west thing that Berlin has which is, is fascinating so spending a few days here this time because it's the last time um, my wife's come over we're spending a few days having a look round and, and having a look at a bit of Berlin's history um, so I'm missing that kind of quite a lot of people I think you know it's, it's a nice place um, so a very relaxed atmosphere um, you know so, so I enjoy that um, what are we looking forward to most in Barcelona uh, finding out whether Barcelona still part of Spain when we get there that would be quite exciting um, um, and you know, Barcelona is a lovely city, been a few times, and as Jacqueline was saying before, nice food, nice uh, nice warm weather, or warmer weather even in December, so yeah, you know, there, there's what, what's not to enjoy uh, of, of warm food and nice weather. Warm Abs- food and nice weather.
0: Yeah, there you go, that
7: should be their tagline. Cool. Warm food, nice
0: weather, Barcelona. All right, uh, Keith Norby, you've been to Barcelona a few times, like dozens probably, because of VMworld and all the other tech shows. Um, <coughs> what are you looking forward to the most for Insight in, Ber- uh, in Barcelona?
1: Well, we had a we had a chance to be there for VMWorld and OpenStack Summit back-to-back weeks, so uh, we certainly have gotten our our flair of it. And um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of undiscovered parts of uh, Barcelona that I'd encourage everyone to go take a look at uh, the Gaudi House, um, the uh, Sagrada Familia is like a, a second body experience. It's a it's a it's an body experience. It's a, it's it's incredible the architecture, and they're still building it even after you know however many years they've been at it. there's a lot of really good cultural things that i think stand out significantly about barcelona Um, but you know same type of uh hotel distance from conference you know room thing you're going to have there uh it's it's a great location um it's uh same wi-fi same air-conditioned element so you know i hope everyone just breaks out of the venue to go enjoy the the city because that's that's the highlight
0: yeah excellent all right cool all right so let's move over here to the uh this closed circle of people so um, Berlin we're leaving it we're going to be gone this is the final show uh, so what are you going to miss the most about Berlin? And what are you looking forward to the most in Barcelona, Matt Watts?
6: I think it's time to move on, right? We've been here for four years now, and the kind of change over four years has been incredible. Berlin is a really special city. I think everyone's loved it, but everyone is ready for a change. And I actually think the timing's quite good. NetHub has gone through quite a transformation. And I think it's almost, there's almost a bit of a sign that, you know, as a part of our change, then we need to change this as well. Barcelona, the weather will be better.
0: Yes, yeah, that's been a common thread, like weather, uh, public transportation, food has been a common thread. Um, Jason Benedic- Um
3: So I like Bar- uh, Berlin, but I like Barcelona. I've ended up being there quite a lot over the last years with VMworld and Cisco Live being there. Weather's going to be good. Um, might not be a country, though.
0: <laughs> could be a It'll be like states of sorts. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that all works <laughs> out. Yeah, hopefully hopefully that all sorts itself out by the time we get there. Um, but yeah, uh, and I already know Joel Kay's answer, but let's, let's hear it, Joel.
5: Yeah, sorry. I'm going to be depressing here. I really, I've gone to Barcelona, like Jason said, so much for VMworld, Cisco Lab, etc. I really would like a different, I want to visit the rest of Europe. <laughs> but either way, it's going to be fun. I know all the really good restaurants in Barcelona at this point by heart, and I am guaranteed to... Uh, we are all going to go out and have jamona chamona Oh yeah, the premio, the puro, the premium black leg. All right. So for
0: me, uh, Berlin, I'm going to miss Tiergarten. Oh, Tiergarten Quella. Uh, uh, Tiergarten Quella? I, I can't go there anymore. It's not. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's pork knuckle. The no more pork red cabbage. Uh, yeah, road crot. Um, so uh, I'll also miss uh, the architecture. Um, I won't miss the weather, um, but I am looking forward to Barcelona. I've never been myself. And, but I do know the food is going to be fantastic because I've had a lot of Spanish food outside of that. So, never been. yeah, wow. never been. So it's been fun. We're gonna All take right. care of you. Yeah, yeah. So. Sangria. Right. Yeah. Canadian. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't drink. But hey. No, it's uh. It's the cathedral. Oh, I thought you meant the cathedral. Thought you were just saying sangria.
7: <laughs> I to <gonna> yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> see, I've never been. I never. I, I, yeah. God, they even named their buildings after alcohol. Man. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're going to take some ladders and some bricks, and we'll, we'll finish it off between us, I think. An A-team refurb job?
3: Yes. Like yes. DIY SOS A-team edition. There you go. <laughs>
0: There's a cultural reference.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. So um, that's good for that. Uh, let's huddle around. We're going to put our hands in the middle here. We're going to do an A-team. A-team chant. Uh, and on three, we're going to go A-team. Right? All right. All right. One, two, three. A-team! A-team. All right. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at NetApp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via TechonTechPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tech podcast team, I'd like to thank the NetApp A team for joining us at Insight Berlin. As always, thanks for listening.